What's crack? Big dogs. Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the headquarters. My name is Nicholas, and this is BDG. Big dogs gotta eat. And every single Saturday, we go live for a little Q&A, a little Q&assault, as I like to call it, uh, where I get assaulted by as many questions as you would like to beat me down with. And this is available only to our Big Dog members. You can sign up to be a Big Dog member or a GOAT member. Two different packages, same place though, bdge.store forward slash community. That's what we're building over here is a community of like-minded degenerates. Uh, within that community, you will get access to our Discord, which is where all those degens hang out. You will get access to my in-season weekly rankings, the only place to get them. The top 200 for flex, PPR, standard, half PPR, all of it. You get access to these. You get access to uh, Dynasty Startup Leagues when they kick off during the offseason, all that kind of shit. Rookie rankings, Dynasty rankings, year-round, you get access to it, all right? So bdge.store forward slash community. Week one is upon us. Kickoff is tomorrow night. We had a fantastic Thursday night uh, TNF game between the Bucks and the Cowboys. I guess I'll recap it here while we got some people coming into the chat. The music mic was cracking. Eric, how we doing? Mr. Adam Benevenu. It's a beautiful last name. Welcome, bike. Welcome, bike to you. Thank you. I can't find the remote to turn the welcome, bike sign on right now. We're having some technical difficulties. Uh, the technical difficulties are occurring in my brain, not necessarily with my actual tech. So we'll have to venture on without the welcome bike sign, but we've got the underdog sign on and underdog is the single best place to, uh, play some over under games, man. We'll probably dive into those at the end of the Q and assault because I want to take yours questions. Um, real quick, we'll get into the biggest takeaways from Thursday night football, Thursday night football. Let's talk about the buck side. I got about, uh, somewhere between a zillion give or take a zillion messages thanking me for telling y'all to draft Antonio Brown. Wasn't really that difficult of a thing to do, to be honest. Between him and Evans and Godwin, Brown was just uh, an elite value in fantasy drafts. And he showed why that he is very much still uh, the AB that we, that we, I want to say no one love him for, but I don't know how many people love him at this point based on his attitude. He's not, uh, he's not someone that seems like he receives a lot of love. It's probably why he, probably why he lashes out frequently. Okay. And AB bald, Chris Godwin bald should have been even should have been a monster day for Godwin. So I feel great. I feel great on the uh, the Brady Godwin stack. I got an E Town get down draft. The E Town get down draft vlog. I'm going to put live literally right after this Q and assault. As soon as this Q and assault wraps up, I'm going into the YouTube studio. It's already uploaded in there. We're gonna set that bitch live, and y'all can watch the draft vlog. I did get Brady. I did get Godwin. So that stack was beautiful. On the passing front, we should talk about the backfield. Geo got very limited snaps back there. It was Fournette's backfield because Rojo fumbled away his role once again. He's got a ton of fumbles recently, uh, just in the last X number of games for the Bucks. So seems like he's going to be the two there. Fournette was the one. I am a little bit hesitant to look into like the third down work and the pass catching work because you have to remember Geo Bernard is coming off like a semi high ankle sprain. Uh, so I, I, there's no such thing as a semi-high ankle sprain. He either had one or he didn't, but we don't really know at this point. It's just They called it a mild high ankle sprain. Uh, he played in this one, but I feel like he was probably less than 100%. That's probably why he didn't play, because if he was really healthy and Fournette let another one of those balls pop off of his nub foreign arm, uh, Brady would have sat his ass down. 
Yes, Brady. Coach Brady would have sat Fournette's ass down. So right now it looks like Fournette's backfield on the early downs. I think we do see Geo grow, grow more into that third down role as the year progresses. So it's still a backfield that's messy. Uh, there's just going to be so many passing touchdowns. I don't know what we can do really in that backfield before, uh, except kind of roster Fournette and uh, hope he gets, or hope he continues to get the pass catching work because he got a lot of a lot of play time on those third downs. So. Fournette tight end position. Uh, one of my underdog over under bets I had for the week was it's like under 19 and a half receiving yards for OJ Howard, under eight and a half for Cameron Brait. I don't think either of them had a catch that hit. I had in that same parlay, I had Dak over 14 and a half rushing yards. He finished with 13 and 13 rushing yards. So I missed my uh, turning my $10 into 60 by two Dak rushing yards. But Gronk, man. Gronk, man, also been telling y'all fantastic value. I've been saying get that Brady, get that AB, get that Gronk stack. And if you have it, you was looking sexy on Thursday night. On the flip side, Michael Gallup got hurt. He's going to be out three to five weeks, which means this is going to be even a more consolidated target funnel between Cooper and and, uh, CD Lamb. So if you own either of those two guys, congratulations. The sky is the fucking roof, which is the limit, which is the ceiling. It's all up there. All right. It's all up there. Lamb's looking like an absolute smash breakout candidate this year. Uh, Mark Cooper just continues to do what he did with Dak Prescott under center. So this is just a, a beautiful thing if you own the Dallas Cowboys right now. Everything. This is such a fucking exciting game. I'm not worried about Zeke. This is exactly what I said was going to happen. He was going to struggle in week one. Looked fine to me. Uh, played every single third and long snap. Played Ran like 65 routes that night. Not involved. Not not nervous whatsoever for Zeke. That Bucks defense is just unbelievably stout, man. Unbelievably tough to run against. I posted some stats on Twitter yesterday. If you look at all of the rushing performances from last year against the Bucks, it was literally like Aaron Jones went like 10 for 15 on the ground and that was that was almost a good game for running backs against the Bucs. So there was just no way Zeke was going to have a big game. He was really close. You know, they gave him the ball on the goal line multiple times. He had a catch that he ran out of bounds, like two one yard line touchdown or two, obviously swings the fantasy perspective a little bit. But again, it's the, it's the video I made early on in the week. Zeke was a guy expected to struggle week one. And then we hit him. We hit that owner with the trade movements. We hit him with the trade targets early Often this week. We try to make that move. All right. Uh, so yeah, biggest takeaways is don't panic on Zeke. If you own Lamb Cooper, you're feeling good. The tight end situation in Dallas is an absolute toss up. Again, it's kind of what I've been saying. I didn't want to draft Jarwin or Schultz. Schultz was more involved. Jarwin's coming off the ACL. It's going to be a committee there. On the Buck side of things, not a committee. Gronk is balling. He's a tight end one for the year. All three wide receivers are guys that you obviously want to own. You're feeling good if you're an AB or Godwin owner. Obviously, next week things can change where Evans balls out, and then you're like, fuck, what do I do with AB? That's just the name of the game. When you draft uh, players from an offense where everybody's going to eventually eat throughout the season, you just start those guys and hope that they have the good week that week. But otherwise, you're going to be happy at the end of the season just starting them more often than not. Brady looking like a snack, no doubt about it, baby. What do we got in the questionnaires? It's time to assault me. Koenig, what's up? Kevin Cruz, my guy. How we doing? How you doing? Nick, stop yelling. Watch the Bucks and the Ducks. The fuck is that? Shout out to Nick for pounding us to AB Hype. I got you drafted in early August, Monsenta said. Again, if you want to get into these Q&As, sign up on bdge.store forward slash community. That'll get you into the Big Dog membership. Drafted in early August. Got a fire squad of Eckler Dobbins, Curtis Samuel, Kenny Galladay, Michael Gallup, and Michael Thomas. Send prayers. Yeah, uh, I will say on a few fronts, Kenny G and the Michael Thomas 
definitely your fault. They was already hurt, I believe. I know Michael Thomas was because I've been saying not to draft him for the entire season. Um, so you knew what you were getting yourself into there. Galladay, I mean, the news wasn't good. It was serious hamstring injury all offseason. So kind of got yourself into a mess there. As for the Eckler, Dobbins, Samuel, I mean, that's I, I, I feel for you, but that's also why you don't draft in early August. Any news on Eckler? Uh, nothing new that you guys probably haven't heard at this point. He missed two practices in a row this week, and then he got back to practice yesterday. I will check the Twitter sphere real quick and see if we have any updates on Eckler. I believe they're saying he's going to play. I am hesitant to play him. Uh, you probably use your first-round pick on him, so you're probably going to have to play him. But if you have three really solid options at running back, I'm probably going to... Um, side with the guy who didn't miss time this week with a hamstring injury. Plus, I mean, he's going against Washington, which is such a difficult fucking matchup. So let me see if we got any injury updates on Eckler. Some details in here on Austin Eckler's hamstring issue. This is tweeted out by Adam Levitzon. Obviously a little scary, but really does seem minor. Let's see. Chargers coach Brandon Saley didn't make promises, but he hinted that running back Austin Eckler would likely play in Sunday's opener against the Washington football team. Turn to practice limited on Friday. He looked good out there. Optimistic for sure. Wasn't anything significant. We just wanted to make sure that these first couple days of the week of practice that he kind of regenerated and got all out the discomfort there yesterday. He was moving well in today practice. So it could be very, very, very minor. I mean, again, Austin Eckler's a guy you wasted so much, not wasted, invested so much draft capital in that you're probably going to have him in your lineup. What are we doing with Damian Harrison? Dynasty seems like a good time to sell, especially if he has a big game tomorrow. I'm not going to move the needle in any type of PPR league. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a sell candidate if it's a full PPR league, something like that. I have him in a couple half PPR leagues. One of the leagues is uh, like point a quarter point for carry, too. So that's kind of intriguing to have a guy like that. But yeah, listen, uh, when it comes to running backs, I'm, all, I'm, I'm fine selling basically any running back outside of like the top five elite ones in Dynasty because their shelf life is so low. So if you can get, you know, if you can get some first a first round pick plus if you can get a really solid young wide receiver or something, I'm fine moving Damian Harris unless you need him. Like if you need an RB2, if you need a flex play for the year, um, PPR league, obviously that makes it a little bit uglier. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm as much as I love Damian Harris this year in redraft and I try to draft him as much as I can. He's definitely a sell candidate in Dynasty, uh, depending on what you can get from him. What's up, Chris? All right, big dog, sat AB Thursday Night Football. Oof, so need to optimize this lineup. It's a PPR super flex. I have Eckler and Saquon as my starting running backs. Jimmy Jean super flex. Had came in field, so had to pivot. Any reason to get cute and start Tyson over the uh, uh, over either running back or quarterback. Keenan Cup and Lock in the wide receiver flex. Thanks, big dog. Uh, that's really tough. Because it's PPR, I feel like they're going to um, – I, I feel like Eckler and Saquon will be more involved on the PPR front than they will on the carry front. I, I doubt either of these guys, who are probably both less than 100%, are going to get like shoved up the middle on a ton of carries in week one. Um, so personally, I'd probably stick, stick with those two just because it's PPR, and I don't project Tyson Williams to have a pass-catching role. You know it would be awesome if Tyson Williams goes out there and catches like six passes and just sets fucking Twitter aflame. They're like, oh, my God, we just needed Tyson Williams to unlock Lamar Jackson. That's what we've been waiting for our whole lives. Um, I actually really like Tyson. Let me let me uh, open up my rankings real quick. 
the rankings on the site are consensus rankings. Let me see where we're sitting at with these. Oh, I moved Tyson down a little bit after the signing of Latavius Murray. So I have him at RB twenty, um, RB twenty eight right now. I have Barkley at RB twenty three, Swift at twenty four. Who was the other guy? Austin Eckler twenty one. So I have both Eckler and Barkley more more in the RB two range, but I have Tyson Williams right now as a high end RB three. So I guess I would play both of those guys in PPR. Thoughts on Deami Brown? I, I feel like I have him ranked like relatively high this week. Obviously, with Curtis Samuel out, he is the next man up there. Um, I have him right below Michael Hardman, but with Emmanuel Sanders questionable, I have him above Devontae Parker. I have him above like guys like Rondell Moore, who's a fellow rookie. Um, I like him, but honestly, he's nothing more than like a wide receiver four or five or a deeper flex play. I'm not like super excited to get him into my lineup, but I, I like him a lot as a prospect. So, Pick one in half PPR, Edmonds, Swift, or Robbie. Uh, give me Edmonds there. I just have such a weird feeling about DeAndre Swift week one. He might make me feel like an asshole, but uh, give me give me Chase. Pick one in full PPR, Damian Harris or Corey Davis for the flex spot. Give me, give me Davis. Jameson Crowder out and the chemistry that him and Zach Wilson showed together. Zach, Zach W., have some faith in Zach W., baby. Yeah, give me Davis. Although I do really like, I think him and Elijah Moore both probably siphon like 8 to 10 targets. Full PPR, would you start Damian Harris or Jerry Judy? Uh, I would probably lean Jerry Judy here. It's just so hard to have confidence or be excited about Damian Harris in a full PPR league. I feel like he could probably run for 70 yards and a touchdown, which sounds good in theory. Like 13 points, but 13 points for a receiver like Jerry Judy is really not that difficult in full PPR. So I think he's got a little bit more upside. Chipper. Should I try, should I look to trade Judy, who is my current starting flex with A.B. on my bench? My other wide receivers are A-Rob and Cooper. Uh, not really. I mean, why? My question is why, man. I, I have a pretty, um, well, that's nice, Steve. What's your game plan today, you big fat cunt? I hope I can never get can. If you want to cancel me for the word cunt, then then I want to be canceled. That's how I look at it. Not that anyone fucking asked, but thanks, guys. I got a voicemail. Let me listen to this real quick. No. Nope. Uh, when it comes to trading, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think, I think you, uh, I think you hold steady with that. Four wide receivers is a really, really solid feeling to have that you can throw into your flex or your starting spots on any given day. Scary Gary. I'm in a one quarterback redraft league, half PPR, 12 teams. We start two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, two flexes. We've got nine bench spots. Damn. Currently I have... Brady and Tua, are you comfortable enough with Brady all season to drop Tua for De'Ami Brown? <sighs> yeah, Tua does not need to be owned right now in one quarterback leagues. I don't even know if it really has anything to do with Brady, although Brady's going to be a monster all year. So, yeah, I'm comfortable with Brady as much as I'm comfortable with just dropping Tua straight up in one quarterback leagues when you have Brady. Yeah, I'm fine with that. 
Looking to fill my flex played against Amari, so I need upside LaVisca, Corey Davis, or Tyson Williams PPR. Uh, so Tyson Williams is a floor play, especially in PPR. He's not going to be great. Corey Davis and LaVisca. LaVisca, Jacksonville against Houston. I think LaVisca probably has more upside. I think he's got more big play ability. I feel a lot more comfortable with Corey Davis in my lineup, though. I would rather start Corey Davis than LaVisca because... LaVisca's looked great this offseason, and he's an explosive player. But both DJ Chark and Marvin Jones are going to be starting in week one, which gives me a little bit of hesitation on the involvement that we're going to see from LaVisca. Because remember, even with those two out for preseason, he was still not on the field in two wide receiver sets. So I don't expect him to be a full-time player. I do expect him to do a lot of three wide receiver sets, so he should be on the field most of the time. But I do see them uh, trying to establish the ground game here. I do see them trying to actually come away with a dub here, which is very likely. And uh, I, I'm a little bit nervous about LaVisca. So I'd actually probably go Corey Davis there, Alex. Would you start DeMont against Rams over Eckler? What type of scoring is this, Johnny Hawk? I have DeMont ranked over Eckler. I am... Again, I, I don't like the fact that he missed two full practices, like not even limited, not doing anything in practice. Uh, could be precautionary, and the article we kind of just pulled up said that. I am someone who goes against injury optimism. Um, Montgomery is not a great pick. Obviously, he's a boring pick to go against the Rams. Personally, I'd probably put Dima in there because I don't trust the, the hamstring there with Eckler. But I, it's not so far off that it's ridiculous for you to start Eckler if you really want to. I read somewhere that Coleman is ahead of Johnson. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, listen, this is going to be, it doesn't matter what the depth chart says. It's going to be a fucking committee regardless. I just have a good feeling about Ty Johnson over the long run. I'm not saying like, guys, you got to, we have to make sure that we're not going nuts about week one. Like Tevin Coleman, sure, might get the start week one. He might get the start for the first three weeks. I would just rather roster Ty Johnson. And it's not like you're starting Ty Johnson this week anyway, so. Uh, when you guys send in your questions, make sure you kind of put everything in one because once I start answering your question and then six more questions come in, then I like don't even remember what your question was contextually relevant to when like the extra players start coming in. The music mic. I need to start two out of OBJ, Tyson Williams, Trey Sermon, Michael Pittman. You have OBJ and Sermon ranked the highest in your flex rankings, but I'm terrified of OBJ this week. Yeah, again, those are consensus rankings. If it's me personally, I'm taking the two running backs. I'm taking Tyson Williams and Trey Sermon. I don't think OBJ is 100%. I just don't think he's that great right now if he is going to be playing. Uh, so give me Tyson and give me Trey. Music mic. Pittman or Swift, half PPR. Uh, Swift. Pittman's a guy. I, I'm here's what it is for me for week one. I'm very willing to be wrong on on Michael Pittman. I want to see Michael Pittman do it on the NFL field with Carson Wentz before I'm even close to comfortable putting him into my lineup. So Pittman's not a guy I'm going to have in any of my lineups. That might be horrible advice. You might watch this after the games and Pittman went fucking nuts. But I'm just going to be happy I roster him now and now I know what to expect as a wide receiver one. But for now, I'm staying away from Pittman in my lineups. How do you feel about Chase over the course of the season? Um, 
I'm not Chris. Are you talking about Chase Edmonds or Jamar Chase? Alex asks, where do you post your weekly rankings? Thanks. Okay, so I've had a little bit of confusion on this. These are on the website. This is this is very important if you are a Patreon member or a Big Dog member. Two announcements here. If you are a Patreon member, I want you to cancel your Patreon membership ASAP. I've DM'd everyone that's on Patreon, and I've emailed everyone that's on the Patreon list. Some of you guys have not read them. Some of you guys didn't open them. Some of you guys just didn't receive the message for one reason or another. And I've posted about this multiple times in Discord. Here's what you need to do, and I will share my screen with you all so that we can do this. Secondary display. Okay, so. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What you're going to want to do is go to bdge.store. This is where the draft guide was sold. This is where the weekly rankings are going to be on. And if you are a Big Dog member, so you're going to cancel your Patreon membership and you're going to sign up as a member on this website, bdge.store forward slash community. So you'll see the community tab. And this is basically the same thing as Patreon. So community and in the drop downs, either a Big Dog member or a GOAT. And you'll have your choice to sign up for one or the other when you get onto the community page. Either sign up for Big Dogs, sign up for the Goat. Same price, same exact package. We're just moving platforms over to our store so we have more control than Patreon. Um, so we will go to Big Dogs member, which the majority of you guys are. Uh, if you want to be a Goat member, that's literally access to a private channel, which has me in it in Discord. Uh, so you get literally guaranteed Q&A answers from my face hole to yours because I won't be able... Eventually, this will scale large enough where I won't be able to actually answer every Q&A question that I get on these Q&A assaults. Uh, I hope I can, but sometimes it will be impossible. So community, drop down, Big Dogs member or GOAT member, whatever you're a part of, and then you just go over to rankings and you'll see it here. You can go to Dynasty, Rookie, In-Season Weekly. And obviously you're looking for the... Oh, wait, why is this button not clickable? Oh, it is. Never mind. In-Season Weekly, and here you have it. It'll take you to this page. So it's got quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, flex... D kicker uh, and then since quarterback is standard throughout but if you go to every other position you will see a little drop down that says half PPR versus uh, full PPR versus standard and obviously they will change and this is updated real time so those will always be as up to date as possible as you can see updated 910 so the last time I made changes was yesterday to the QB position or the wide receiver or the whatever it is so uh, that is where the rankings are and that's where you can purchase access to them the only place to get Zim. What else we got here? I asked about Diami because I grabbed him yesterday, dropped Edwards, figured it was worth the stash. Yeah, for sure. Diami and like Brian Edwards are two guys that you want to. I mean, all of these sophomore wide receivers, all these rookie wide receivers are guys that you want to stash for the first like two or three weeks. We'll get a really good idea of what their snap counts are, what their involvement is, what their routes run are, things like that. Um, 
Like Brian Edwards will know right away if he's playing 100% of the snaps on the outside. If that's the case, you want to hold on to him, even if his production is not great in week one. Am I dumb playing Quez Watkins at the flex and keeping Chase on the taxi projected to beat Raptor and fade the field by 30 points? Uh, I 100% wouldn't do that. There's no way I would be playing Quez Watkins over Chase on my in my lineup. Um, so that's up to you. But just to answer the question, there is just a zero. There, there. If I had these two in in 100 leagues, maybe, maybe I start chasing 99 of them and Quez in one of them. But realistically, uh, there's no way I'm starting Quez over Chase. PPR one quarterback have both DK and Lockett as wide receiver two and flex because I couldn't ignore Lockett at 59. Does the value make it worth it to hold on to the stack and hope Russ cooks? What's the move, Nicholas? I mean, yeah, I like both guys. I'm not worried about either of them. Here's the thing, though, because like one of them, I, I think between the two of them, you're still you're going to average like a really, really healthy 27, 28 fantasy points per game. Right. Even if it's to the detriment of one of them, it's probably to the to the positiveness of the other one. So if DK goes 120 for two, maybe Lockett goes like five for 50 and zero touchdowns or vice versa. Uh, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to roll on. I'm assuming you don't have Russell Wilson. You probably would have mentioned that, which makes it a little less sexy. But I mean, if you got both, if you got value of both of them, it's it's a nice like target funnel in that offense where them two are basically the only ones getting targets. So I'm fine with both those guys. Half PPR, pick one, Edmonds, Landry, or... Pittman, uh, that's going to be Chase Edmonds for me for sure. Love the matchup against Tennessee. Lost Gus Edwards. Who should I start in my RB2? Full PPR. Sermon or Singletary? Yeah, there's no way I'm playing in either of the Buffalo Bills running backs this week. I think they're just going to pass the ball 250,000 times. And uh, and the Pittsburgh defense is just not one I want to start running backs against. If y'all are in here, make sure you hit the thumbs up button. If you're enjoying the video, if you are getting value from it, just, just the video, the the thing right below the video that looks like this. Just, just click it for me real quick. YouTube lets me know that y'all like it, and I will continue to make these. Every Saturday, we do Q and Assault. Subscribe to the channel. If you're new, you'll get notification bells when I go live. I'm going to be doing a lot of live streaming during the season. That's typically what I end up doing because it's uh, we don't have a lot of turnaround time, so doing full filming, edit, uploads is really, really difficult. So we're going to be going live a lot, which means if you are subscribed, Make sure you hit the little notification bell. We're going to go live on Monday to talk just to recap the week. We're going to go live to recap, uh, to talk about waiver wires on Monday as well. So make sure that you have the notifications on because that will be the majority of the content in season. Pick one, Barkley, Brown, Myers, or Callaway. Oof. Uh, I'm probably going to go with Saquon if he's active. But I don't hate Jacoby Myers since it's full PPR. Callaway, like, Callaway's going to be forced into such a high-volume role with no Traquan Smith. I think that he's not a terrible play, but with with the likelihood of getting so much Jair Alexander, I don't know if I love that. I'd probably take Myers over Callaway. So full PPR, really close between Barkley and Myers. Um, man, I might actually lean Myers there. I, I'm, I'm really not trying to get Barkley in my lineup as much as I possibly can can fade that if there's going to be a week where he's just not involved it's obviously going to be week one really close between Barkley and Myers so I guess you know take your pick of those two who we starting Chase Edmonds or Tyson PPR definitely Chase for me for my last flex spot we have Mike Williams Callaway or Russell Gage full PPR uh, it's not going to be Williams for me 
Gage is kind of boring. Here, here's an example where I actually might go Marcus Callaway. Marcus Callaway might be good enough and might have enough volume to the point where, you know, three or four of his targets might be not against Jair Alexander, where I feel pretty good about them. So I'm, I'm probably actually going to play Callaway there over both of those guys, Chris. Dynasty, Tyson Williams or 2022 20, second full PPR. Uh, give me, give me that second for sure. Do you recommend benching A-Rob this week since he's going against Ramsey? I have TJ Hawk and Debo as alternates. Full P- I, I think you kind of have to start A-Rob. I really do. It sucks. It really sucks, but um, I'm probably just going to take A-Rob there. Thoughts on holding on to Michael Carter? I got him in three Jeff leagues in my third, fourth RB, but it's risky to drop an RB in case he separates himself. Could be a nice safety outlet for Wilson. Yeah, I mean, it's always going to depend on who you're picking up. Um, he's not a guy that I, I mean, I've been very vocal about this. He wasn't a guy that I was targeting whatsoever in, in drafts, but like, if you're ever going to roll the dice a little bit and see what shakes out of committees, whether it's running backs or wide receivers, now is the time to do so weeks one, two, or three. We'll know really, really quickly what to do with Michael Carter. We will know after one week, after two weeks, if he's actually the third or fourth running back coming onto the field, if he's playing on any third down. So I mean, listen, obviously you drafted him three times, so you like the guy. Don't drop him and then have him end up being like the number two or even number one in snaps and then kicking yourself because you dropped him right away. If there's someone like really intriguing on the wire, go for it. But otherwise, you know, do what you want there with Michael Carter. How does the taxi squad work in your dynasty leagues? I'm confused as to what happens when someone activates a player from the taxi squad midseason. Do they replace him with someone on the active roster? So it depends what your league settings are. This is one of the more customizable league settings that people have in dynasty. The way I have them set up in almost all of my dynasty leagues are you have four taxi squad spots. They are reserved for rookies only. And once the regular season kicks off, you are not allowed to place a player on the taxi squad. Okay. So say you had, say, say you wanted to put Jamar chase on the taxi squad. Uh, it would have had to have been before Thursday night for most, for most leagues. I would say the majority of leagues use this, uh, type of setting. You have to do it before the NFL season kicks off and then they're locked in. You're allowed to take them off, but you cannot refill that spot once you take them off the taxi squad. So your best bet was putting four players that you're really, really confident are not going to play this year for either their NFL team or for you in your fantasy lineup and keep them there. And it is only for rookies, but there are league settings, which I have in almost all my leagues as well, where sophomores can be on the taxi squad, but they have to have been put on there during their rookie year. So say you drafted Elijah Mitchell running back for the 49ers. You put him onto your taxi squad, you know, two weeks ago, you didn't take him off. So he stayed there all rookie year. You're allowed to keep him on your taxi squad all of the sophomore year as well. Again, if you take him off, though, he can't be put back on. So he sits there for the two years, and then at the end of it, then you take him off. You can't have a third-year player on the taxi squad. You can't have a fourth-year player. You can have a second-year player as long as you've had him on there since his rookie year and hadn't taken him off. So in season, you cannot replace him. In the preseason, in the summer, you can replace someone that you take off the taxi squad. Any cool stories from the NYC draft that didn't make the vlog? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. We had probably 350 different clips, maybe 400 from the weekend. Uh, we, I'll say this, we left a lot of meat on the bone when it comes to that footage from the party Friday night, we probably had a hundred different confession cam clips that we left out and we might make a secondary video, just the lost scenes of straight up just the, um, 
of just confession cams from the party. The story, I mean, it was just a great-ass time. Uh, we actually have an episode of Why You Yelling dropping tomorrow for the first time in a while, uh, recapping the weekend and whatnot. Any faith in Zach Ertz resurgence now that he's hopefully committed? No. No. I don't like Goddard, but if I'm owning a tight end in Philadelphia, it's Goddard. Full PPR, start three, Eckler, Henderson, Harris, Carson. Went against Cooper. Ooh, that's tough. Uh, so Carson's definitely in my lineup for me. I'm probably going to play Darrell Henderson, even though the matchup stinks. And then full PPR, I probably lean Eckler over Harris. I think those three give you the highest upside in PPR. Superflex League, Russ is my QB1. Trying to decide between Wentz or Bridgewater in my Superflex spot. Thoughts, big dog? Yeah, I'm starting... Uh, I'm almost definitely starting Wentz there. I'm going to start Wentz. I don't. I mean, I don't like it. I'm not happy about it, but I'd rather play Wentz in Bridgewater. Full PPR, your flex rankings have Myers, I think, eight or nine spots ahead of Jamar Chase. Easy call. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm going to go with Myers over Chase. I don't know. All of the, the weird, probably hyperbole over the offseason makes me think that it's possible in two wide receiver sets. It's Boyd and Higgins as the two wide receivers, just to start the year. I do think they'll do a lot of three wide receiver or four wide receiver sets, so I'm not too worried about it. But I don't know. I, I I would rather do Myers and Jamar Chase right now. Used a first waiver priority on Latavius Murray. Think it was worth it. Hope he eats after getting his feet wet in the system. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have used the first waiver wire on Murray. Uh, when you're playing in the waiver wire system, like weeks one and two are so, so fucking important. I usually blow... A really high percentage of my fab in the first couple weeks of fantasy just because that's when things are the craziest and the fluctuations are the highest and the variance on like playing time is crazy crazy we learn a lot of things in week one and two that um we would have no idea once you're like at week eight or nine we know the roles of players we know the depth charts the only thing that we're like piping up for in terms of number one waiver wires are like if a running back gets injured or something so this early in the season I'll, I'll tend to hold on to the first waiver wire priority and let it fucking fly after week one or two um i mean there's always a possibility of course that latavius murray does take the starting role and ends up being like a really good player in this offense so i'm not gonna hate on it but definitely uh probably not something i would have done Any specific matchup value, guys, you like for DFS? So here's the... I, I don't really play any DFS, y'all. I don't do DFS, so I couldn't really tell you off the top of my head. Um, I talked about this in my Thursday video where I was setting all my own fantasy lineups. We were doing a live stream where you guys watched. Uh, I picked up Minnesota, so I'm starting Minnesota against Cincinnati as the defense for this week. Uh, so I really like Minnesota. I'm not sure what their price is. I'm assuming they're going to be a good value. Um, their favorites on the road, they have a really, really nice advantage in terms of D-line versus O-line. Their D-line absolutely trounces the Bengals O-line, so I like I like that. Uh, and that means getting into the face of Burrow, which he could struggle early. Should I be starting Melvin Gordon over Sermon or Tyson Williams full PPR? Uh, I kind of like Melvin Gordon this week, but I probably wouldn't start him. I think Sermon's like my RB27 and Gordon's like my RB28 maybe. Or, uh, oh no, okay, Sermon's my 25, Tyson is my 29, Gordon is my 30, so that's kind of up to you. When I have a ranking, when it's like one one spot ahead of the other, it's like, it's, it's you know. Pick one, Tyson Williams or Corey Davis, full PPR. Uh, full PPR, give me Davis. 
Who would you rather hold on to as a backup quarterback in a one QB league Tua or Lance? Uh, definitely Lance. I mean, you don't need a backup. You don't need Tua as your backup in one quarterback league. Um, you have Herbert, so I'm going to be playing him and just give me Lance as the guy who has upside down this, down the stretch eventually. I'll be fucked up if you can't be right here. I'll do the same thing I told you that I'll never work. All righty. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up with some underdog plays. Let us wrap this up with some underdoge plays, some over-unders. Uh, guys, the last, the absolute last day to get the $25 bonus is on the 13th. You guys have two days to use, no, one more day to use promo code BDGE when you deposit $10 on here in order to get $25 on top of it. So if you sign up on Underdog Fantasy, the link to the app will be the first thing in my description. You download it. You deposit $10, use the promo code BDGE, you're going to get $25 on top of that $10. As soon as the 13th hit, they're only doing a $10 deposit match bonus. Okay. Uh, we have Alvin Kamara. Wow, they have some high over-unders. The sharpest thing you could do is usually hit the unders on a lot of these guys. I'm going to be honest with you, Christian McCaffrey returning from the injury, first game back. I'm going to take the under on this. Call me crazy, but the first thing I see is the under 126 and a half rushing and receiving yards for C-Mac. Let's see what else we got. Calvin Ridley, 91 and a half. I like the over there. Uh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to let that sit for a little bit. Any lines that you guys like? Anything that you see that you like? Joe Mixon, 91.5 rushing and receiving. He's going to get so much work. All he has to do is average like three yards per touch to get that. Jimmy G. So I want to take the over on Jimmy G here. I think he ends up with like 17 or 18 fantasy points. My only concern is like when they get inside the 10-yard line, do they just throw Lance in there? I'm going to take Jimmy G over 16 and a half. I'm also going to take the over on both of those. Both Ayuk and Debo Samuel. And throw 10 bucks on it. So it's $10 to win 100. This is like the funnest fucking game in the world. These over-unders are amazing on underdog. Um, so again, if you have... Not yet signed up on Underdog. Download the app. They have the pick'em games. If you play, if you like MLB, if you like NBA, NHL, whatever, they got all the different games. And you can mix and match. So ten for a hundred. If you down, if you deposit ten and use the promo code BDG, when you do so, you're gonna have thirty-five. So you can turn thirty-five into three fifty. So we're gonna go twenty on this. We're gonna go twenty and hit the submit on it. Let's go. Let's fucking go. If you do these and you're in our Discord, share the picks. Share the picks that you made. Throw it into the Discord. Let people know what you're fucking with. Obviously, I'm heavily invested in San Fran. Dominating over Detroit. I like Ayuk and Samuel both to eclipse 60 total yards from scrimmage. I just feel like that number is ridiculously high for Christian McCaffrey in his first game back. So, would it surprise me if he went over? Absolutely not against the Jets. But it's a high number. So, I'm going to take the under on it. So, that's my pick for this week. Um, That's all I got for y'all. I really, really appreciate you guys obviously supporting. If you're in here, that means you were part of the Big Dog membership. If you want to join the Big Dog members, 
Go over to bdge.store forward slash community. Make sure you are following me on the social medias. That is at Nick Ercolano on Twitter, on Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're new. If you enjoyed the video, we'll be doing this every Saturday. Hit the thumbs up. And it's time to release the E-Town Get Down draft log. We're going to set it for 2 p.m. Eastern time. All right? Love y'all. I'm out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.